I'm always surprised that it is not in people's top five or 10, right? Because these people of you've paid to acquire them. They've done something that said, I'm interested in you. What you've sent them is not proven valuable. I would want to learn from those people and I would want to leave them with a great branded experience. Here's the thesis I'm going on. If I power this, I power your unsubscribe. Those people are actively saying, I don't want email. Those are my target users. It's kind of a win, 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 win for everybody. Hello, hello, Martians. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing on Mars. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Andy Mowit. Um, he's the CEO of, of uh, Gated, which is essentially, uh, it's like an email blocking, kind of uh, helping you to block out unwanted emails. It's free to use. And basically, in order for a sender to get you to read an email, they have to donate to charity which when I first met Andy, it was a brilliant idea. I actually am a user of Gated, so I'm super excited to have him on. Um, Andy, thank you for joining the show. Awesome to be here. I've, uh, I've spent my whole career marketing, looks like you have too, so it's fine. I'm looking forward to spicing it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick little intro of, of, of you because uh, your background is, is quite incredible, and then I'll kind of pass it over to you. We'll do a little intro, and then we'll... Well, and then we'll start to show off. Um, so Andy's background, um, he, he's worked for big companies um, like Upwork, for example, early days, 2010, VP of uh, operations at Upwork. And then he started uh, and then he moved over to customer success at, at Box, where he basically managed over $400 million in revenue or a team that, uh, th that operated in, in that um, large of a space. And then he got into... Uh, kind of go to market, getting into go to market strategies in companies like Culture Amp, GTM Fund, etc. Invested in a few companies, and then he started Gated uh, in 2011. So seasoned um, veteran in the startup space, and then got got to starting his own company. We'll learn a lot more about Gated uh, and all the numbers behind it. Um, but but Andy, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background. And and you know your upbringing and and how and how everything that you uh, learned along the way led you to Gated. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got kind of two halves of the <laughs> career. Like there's the before tech version of Andy, and then there's the figuring out what I was really really good at, which is you know mm. scaling go to market machines. Um, so I'm happy to give you the quick version of the the, the pre SaaS world, yeah. and then we can go from there. Uh, yeah. Born and raised Bay Area, Princeton undergrad, took Czech. Lived in Eastern Europe for a couple of years and ran a company at 25 with uh, 7,000 employees. I ran all the finance. And so I, I learned an absolute ton. I came back to Stanford for business school. I did some crazy stuff for a couple of years. And then I, you know, I read the book for our work week and it, it kind of showed yeah. me the aggressive level of thinking, but also how you can like use technology and, and just strategy to be able to be smarter. And I said to myself, like, I need to work for Elancer Odesk. And I cold called both the CEOs. I had offers for both, became friends with both, ended up taking mm -hmm. an offer to work with the CEO of Elance to run BD. And he kept throwing me at problems in the go-to-market space. And so I mm -hmm. I basically, I think I sent an email to 800,000 IT professionals, got Elance um, banned for spamming uh, and <laughs> you know, built out their marketing automation, built out their sales force, built out their, their sales teams and learned an absolute ton and really was like, wow, I'm mm. good at this. And from there, I've basically run RevOps, go-to-market marketing at Unicorns. And uh, 
that's kind of been my path and happy to talk about how we figured out the gate needed to exist. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's super cool that, that you did all of that. And, um, you also worked in, um, so you had a very, tra- uh, non-traditional cause you, uh, route because you also worked at, uh, like a big bank as well early, early in your yep. career, right? You, you worked at Credit Suisse. Um, when did you, when did you kind of, was, was it just, did you just kind of, uh, all, all the, all the roles that you had just kind of led you to go to market or, or were you always kind of entrepreneurial and wanted to figure these things out or was it really uh the book for our work week that really made you decide hey you know what i you know i eventually want to start a company myself so i wanted to learn uh, all the go-to-market strategies and tips yeah i was on the trading floor in wall street in 96 when netscape went public i remember you know being like wow this is i remember the, the conversations that day and and you know obviously there were some bumps and stuff along the way but I've always had tech in my mind. I grew up in the Bay Area, so that was always important. Um, That's true. Yeah. I came into Stanford Business School in 99. I graduated in 01. Right? It was hot in 99. It was a disaster and a wasteland in 01. And so I could not find a job graduating from Stanford Business School. So I went to work for a wealthy family that owned, I think, like the fourth or fifth largest movie theater chain in the country. And they said, come help mm-hmm. us build new businesses. And so I did that for six years. I had a blast but it wasn't my family and it wasn't tech. Right. And so that's when I read the book and was like, okay, I need to get, I mean, that book, if, if people haven't read it, it's very inspiring. I appreciate Tim putting those words on paper. Yeah. And uh, I also uh, read the four hour work week and I think it must've been around. No, I, I didn't read it around the time you read it. Um, I read it much later after, cause I graduated university in 2013, 2014. Yeah. And that was when I read the four hour work week. And at the time, my goal was just to work four hours, but I think that wasn't, that wasn't the point of of the book. And I'm sure you can, uh, maybe we can quickly talk about it before we jump over. But like, I just learned like how to build systems to run efficiently. Like that's, that was the whole point of the book and it it allowed, it allowed me to do so much. And and that's the key to a startup, right? You got to ship fast. You got to do things fast. And in order to do that, you got to break things down into tiny tiny pieces and be able to systematize everything. That's exactly right. Like that is what go to market um, operations and marketing strategy and execution on marketing is all about. Right. And so it's like, I think my operational brain that resonated with. Um, and I don't think that yeah. book told me where I needed to be, but I think it pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And, it, and, and it's like, wow, I need to pick up the phone and cold call these CEOs. And I've always had this deep belief that like, Whoever I need to reach, I can reach. I just have to be clear on who it is. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of their career until they are like, wow, I'm standing in a place that I feels right and it feels good and I'm good at it. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I had when I was at ELS. Yeah. Okay. So before we talk further, uh, I, I told you a few weeks or a few months ago um, that we're going to be taking a shot of hot sauce. It's how we start off the show. And basically as the... Oh, I see what you got. What do you have, by the way? Is that a is that a this is homemade salsa? My wife is from my wife's from Mexico City. Um, our nanny made this salsa, and uh, I won't perfect. It's one of those things where you open it, you don't know if it's going to be hot or not hot. So we'll find out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, so I got I got a sauce from Korea. I just came back, by the way. Landed two days ago back in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, still have this hot Korean hot sauce with me. So we'll start off the show this way. Cheers. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 
I don't have water with me, so uh, let's have some fun. Whew. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm going to try to take a little break by asking you the first question. Um, that is spicy. Oh, my God. My face is getting red. Uh, okay. First question. So I've kind of explained a little bit about what Gated does, uh, but maybe you can yeah. give us uh, the quick, you know, one or two sentence intro. What is Gated and uh, what problem are you guys solving in the market? So uh, the what is Gated is Gated forces people who don't know you to take an extra step, take an extra action to be able to get into your inbox. Um, I created it initially. It was just so overloaded with email. I wrote a, I wrote a note and I said, hey, here's my Venmo. I don't know you. Donate 10 cents and it'll get to my inbox. And people started donating. And it's that is the original thing of Gated. Why did we build it? We have a really cool online interactive manifesto. And basically, we believe you should control who can reach you. Right, Your inbox is not a anyone can enter at any time. Uh, yeah. You should control um, how much it costs to reach you, right? So you today, Simon, costs the exact same amount that a kid graduated from college this year does to reach on LinkedIn, right? Like it's one in mail credit. Um, yeah. and, um, and then you should control where the, the money for that goes. We don't believe you, frankly, most people don't want that money. They really want the, the focus and all of that. And so mm-hmm. we send 70% of that donation to the nonprofit and we keep 30%. Gated is completely free to the user. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually downloaded Gated and it basically, it, it quiets my inbox so that my inbox doesn't have as much spam. Um, and, and most people, and most people, to be honest, they just, they're just sending, they're blasting five or 10 emails, um, into your inbox, like, you know, per week, just, just trying to get to your, in, uh, to your inbox and they have no intention, um, to paying for, for, for you to read the, the, the email. And those aren't the people that you want to hit your inbox anyways. Right. right. So. Yes, exactly. I've got a woman from Taiwan or China. Every couple months, she sends me an email saying, hey, you know, taking orders for plastic shopping carts, customized however you want them. I'm just not going to buy that. And no. the best part is <laughs> she's not going to donate. And so like it's a no. win-win. I don't see her email and, 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 and all that. But then what would, here's the coolest part to be found is, um, and somebody said this to me really early, that's very senior in the email space. This has to work for both sides. Um, and mm-hmm. so... If somebody donates on an email, an unknown person donates, the reply rate on average is 46%. Um, not 100%, but mm. it's high, right? Like it's 20 to 30x wow. a typical cold email reply, which all of a sudden means by killing the noise, we're helping both sides win. The user doesn't get overloaded by the noise. The sender is able to cut through the noise. I will say, as we think through the product, and we can talk a little more about it, like we, you know, within email, we can kill the noise. People ask every day, can I get gated for LinkedIn? Can I get it for text? Can I get it for phone? Mm. Can I get it for different mediums? We're very aware that we can't build the same tool on other places because they're all closed environments, whereas email is open. And so we're working much more, which is really interesting on like, how do you ampl- how do you not just kill the bad signal, but how do you amplify the good stuff, right? So how do you stuff. hear from your network? Yeah, how do, how do you amplify the relevant stuff? And so that's what we're spending. That that's where the next iteration of our product will come as well. 
Mm, okay, well, excited to get into that. And you guys have already gotten some success. Is it raised some money? You have users already. Can you share stats on that? I know you guys have raised a little bit of money. Is that is that number shareable? Can you tell us a little bit about how much you've raised today? Yeah, yeah. Our deal is uh, you asked me a hard question. I'll give you a hard answer. Um, so we've raised uh, $3.5 million. Um, I'd say about half of that's from go-to-market angels, right? So like leading people okay. in sales and marketing that understand the power that we're bringing. Um, and then there's a couple really sharp seed stage funds that have given us money. Um, you know, I'd say uh, Charles Hudson, a precursor, like is both a user and an investor, um, Sam Yegan oh, at Corazon, and then there's a bunch of others as well, too. Um, wow. But those are two just that I've really enjoyed. Um, but the names both, we have, if you look at us on LinkedIn, you'll see we've got like 50 advisors. Um, and so there are top go-to-market people that believe in what we're doing. We also have some behind the scenes people that are insanely influential that believe in it, but can't talk about it, right? And you can imagine which mm. kind of companies those work at. Um, and so we, for us, like people get excited about what we're doing and the change we can bring. Mm. Yeah. So you have to raise a little bit of money. And uh, you guys also have some users. Um, talk to us about where you guys are at in terms of uh, user numbers currently. We're about 5,000 users. We're sending about 600,000 challenge emails a month. Uh, we're growing at a nice rate, call it like 10 to 20% a month. Um, you know, the beautiful thing about it is if you make it through the first week or two, and you could probably speak to this, like, you don't really turn it off after that point, right? Like it becomes like, I can't imagine yeah. life before. I can't imagine life before, like before I'd wake up and have to spend my first 10 minutes cleaning out the crap. Now I don't have to do that anymore. So for us, what we found is people are insanely loyal and passionate. We've built a product that people love. Looks like you're still yeah, suffering no, from I, that first hot sauce. Uh, yeah. That was a lot more than I, than I thought. I did, also didn't eat breakfast, so, so all of these things, and I'm still uh, I still have jet lag because I landed just uh, like little less than 24 hours ago. So you're my first uh, podcast in uh, in North America in, in a while. So this is gonna be a fun one. Um, and last time we spoke, you guys launched not too long ago. The product itself yeah. launched not too long ago. When ex when exactly did it launch? Roughly April, May. Um, so like nine months ago. Amazing. Nine months, 5,000 users. Did that all come in? Did you have like a waiting list before you launched or that was acquired? So you launched, did you launch with zero users? Talk to us about that. Yeah, we had a waiting like list. For like, we had a waiting months. list for about a about a thousand users on the wait list. Um, I think what okay. you know, everyone finds is if that wait list takes a while before you open it up, those people don't all come through. So I'd say we popped yeah. like 500 in the first week or so. And then Product Hunt was huge. We got number one on Product Hunt. Um, and then we've seen, wow. like, I look at Product Hunt more as a branding opportunity than as a user acquisition. Um, but it was a great experience yeah. to be able to get number one there for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been like steady growth and different experiments have popped it. You know, honestly, I think I would have, I'm bummed that we're not at 100,000 users right now. So, um, you know, this mm. thing is, it's free. It fundamentally changes your relationship in powerful ways and it does good for the world. Um, and so I think we think a lot about like, what are the friction points, why it hasn't grown as fast. And so I'm proud of where we're at. I love the change we're bringing. Every time I go anywhere <laughs> in the go-to-market world, everyone's like, yes, I've heard about Gated. I see it all the time. And so um, we're making a massive impact. And now our job is to figure out like, how do we, fundamentally put the yeah. dent in the universe that we want to.
Yeah. Okay. So let's move over. Let's move into the exciting part of the show because uh, this show, uh, Marketing on Mars, we want to talk about marketing and growth. You guys have grown, although you're not at 100,000 users, still nine months, 5,000 users, 600,000 emails sent. Those are some incredible numbers and you've raised some money already. What was the go-to-market strategy when you first started? And um, maybe we can talk about that first, you know, that first hump, right? Getting to a thousand users, even to a hundred users. Like that was not, probably was not easy. Like what was your go-to-market strategy in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, we've always believed deeply in the value of brand, right? Like at CultureAmp, we ran the brand playbook really well. Happy to talk a little bit more about that. So very early on, you know, I said to my co-founder, Melissa, Everyone believes in what we're doing. Not everyone can use our product. How do we connect that, right? So we wrote a manifesto. Mm. It's gator.com slash manifesto. Um, It's interactive. It's interesting. It's cool. And so we really have always... There's talking about the product and there's talking about the change you want to bring in the world. And so I think we've done a lot of that. We've built a very powerful brand. We've had kind of like takeovers of LinkedIn. Um, We're we're running, you know, like social um, LinkedIn... um, has been powerful. I'd say customer advocacy. I've got a whole article on my LinkedIn around what we, every tactic we've used for that, but like our users freaking love the product. Um, and we need to make sure that they're talking as much as possible, uh, and sharing. And so you, every morning I wake up and there's 10 to 20 dialogues tagging gated, you know? And so I think we've really helped people understand what we stand for and what we do. Um, there is an inherent virality to what we do. As I said, we don't just send, we, we send on behalf of our users from their emails, 600,000 challenges, um, which is, you know, that's our brand 600,000 times, but it's also their brand too. And so we need to make sure mm-hmm. it works really well. You know, everyone's aware of us. Um, I think there's this mindset of like, what is this thing? This is weird. This is odd. But once you get the fifth or the 10th, the 20th, you start to understand like, okay, it's kind of like Calendly, right? Like first time you got a Calendly, you're like, what is this thing? What do what I is do? This thing? And then all of a sudden, yeah. You're like, okay, cool. You got it? Cool. Done. And so, you know, I think we are changing norms. We are changing behaviors. Like we're crossing the Mm -hmm. chasm. That's hard. Um, And so I'd Mm -hmm. say that's a lot of what we think about with this marketing strategy. Yeah. So it's a lot of branding. Yeah. And and your product, you're, you're right. Your product is inherently viral because... You know, since I've download, downloaded Gated and I downloaded, uh, I think we, we talked back in September, very early stage. I think you guys yeah. at that point just launched three months ago. Since I've downloaded Gated, I think I've probably received hundreds of thousands of, of emails, you know. Um, and every single time someone tries to email me, guess what? Gated. Boom. Right there. Right. Not a lot of products have that inherently viral um, kind of characteristic that you guys have. So 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 that's incredible. Um, you I'll guys say do one also, thing yeah. that I, just just one nuance to that. We're viral with people you don't know. We're not viral with people you do know, and that's something that we're spending a lot of time mm. thinking about. It's like the the next kind of mm. lever, right? Because people that know Simon trust Simon, and they're probably more like Simon. The people that don't know Simon don't know Simon. And they're probably trying to sell him something. And that's, we haven't built the product for salespeople. Um, so that's the, I think people view us as me. Mm. We have massive brand virality. We're working on features that can drive like product virality as well too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I've been using the free, I've been using the free model, um, uh, since, since August, but you guys also have like a paid version as well, right? There is no paid version. No, it's free, free, no free, 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 yeah. free, free, free. Okay. So where does the revenue come well, from? Actually, let, let, me, uh, let, me, let me clarify. Let me clarify. It's free for okay. users. Um, and here's how I would look at it. Free for you users. Shouldn't right. have, you should not have to pay to clean up the dog poop that your neighbor dumped on your lawn. Your inbox mm. is like your lawn. Any random person before gated can come on in and dump crap on your inbox. We right, are the right. person that says, I'm sorry, we're going, we're going to go chase down that neighbor and we're going to explain to that neighbor that they probably should you know, pick up the dog poop. And so, um, mm. so in essence, it's free for you. And that's what we really, you know, getting the word out and spreading it is, you know, we need to have very low cost acquisition channels versus um, there because of our model. We take 30% of every donation. Um, and so that's how we're making the money. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So that's how, so that's how it works. Um, and where are you guys at in terms of revenue right now? I don't know if that's shareable. I'm cautious about the question I'm asking you, but I, I want to know because you guys have gone over five, 5,000 users now and you guys are growing rapidly. Where does that translate in terms of revenue? Yeah, yeah. The reason I don't share that number is because it's not our top line number that we're focused on, right? Like I try, I believe deeply in focusing in on metrics that I mean, if I share metrics out that are not our core metrics, it sends the wrong signal to our team. Um, so right. what we do focus on is percentage of users that we get a donation from in a month um, and and in areas like that. And um, But what we don't focus on, we don't share revenue. We aren't trying to optimize. Another thing is we default everyone to a minimum donation of $2. You can control that. Mm. I think the real clearing price is higher. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to make this work for both sides. And so for us, you know, if we were like, cool, pay $100 to deliver an email assignment, senders will kind of write it off and, and, and it's about crossing the chasm. So I don't share that, but, yeah. you know, we can definitely talk about the dynamics of the donation, which I think is almost yeah. more interesting. I have to, I'm going to oh take a shot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? It was such a beautiful answer. I thought you were going to get away with it, but okay. All right. I guess the Martians... They want to do this. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. No, 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 no. Don't. I felt so. I, I felt so bad last time you uh, you did it. So you don't have to do it. I have a responsibility to ask the right questions as well. So it goes both ways. Oh my goodness! By the way, what hot sauce are you having right now? Like, do you know what's inside? Oh yeah, we we're trying to see. It's it's homemade. It's uh, tomatillo salsa, um, and so it's not as spicy as I anticipated it being. So I'm doing a little bit better than you are. Yeah, yeah. This is um, this is like capsation, like uh, oh, concentrate. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it gets a little spicy. Um, okay. So you talked about the, the main focus is not on revenue, but on percentage of donations. Any stats yeah. you can share there? What have you learned so yeah, far? So, uh, if you're using it on, a, are you using it on your work email or your personal or both? Your uh, work, work, work email, right? Work right yeah. now. Yeah. So on work emails, we we get we monetize about forty six percent. I'm sorry, forty percent of the people that are work users get at least one donation in a month, and that's by like active folks. Um, on the personal side, it's much much lower. And here's how I look at it: mm. your people are selling to you and marketing to you on your work email. Salespeople yep. will pay. 
But when you're sending a marketing email or a newsletter, you're not going to like pay, right? And then on your personal email, you're only getting no. one to. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we monetize a very high percentage of people in there. Now, we've got some users that are getting upwards of $200, $300 a month in donations. Um, so it, it can be significant and other people get one $2 donation. Yeah. No, I've definitely seen some people make it through my inbox. So they're definitely donating and, and making it through. So... I, I, but, but yeah, the, those are some incredible and you're, you're doing a good cause, right? You're, you're doing good for the world because you're donating, um, to charity. By the way, I, I haven't selected the charity that it gets donated to. Is there a default that, that, yes. that, that, yes. that the money goes You're changing the default. Yeah, we're, did we, we kind of figure some people feel really strongly about a nonprofit so we can support anyone of 250,000, but, but we default people. I think probably when you signed up, it was doctors without borders because they've been making a tremendous ah, difference yes. in Ukraine. Yes. We've also been doing charity water as well. So it's like, but you can go in and control your nonprofit at any time. Okay, cool. This might be interesting though. Is there a way for me to say, Hey, you can come into my inbox, but you got to do this action. So instead of a donation, it goes to a different action. Is that possible? On, on Not possible. Let me tell you. Let me tell you my theory on it, and you can push me. Here's what I think about it. Like fundamentally, Simon, we're after it. The we're focused on sender incentives, right? Like if we can make the senders think differently, they may edit what they send. Here's the problem with mm. a captcha, stand on your head, run around the block, you know, like juggle. It's going to put more burden on the SDR. And so the SDRs have a pretty crap role today, right? Like they get, they send yeah. out a hundred emails, they get two responses. It's like they're, you know, they're cold calling. It's really rough. And so the monetization aspect is I want to put the burden on their company, not on them. And so, cause if I just made some juggling thing, it would be there. And so like, that's the part where I don't want to penalize it. So the SDR is like, they're going to take it to their boss. They have a Sendoso budget. They have like budgets for these things. And so this is just another item that people are budgeting. Um, I mean, if I just make it a captcha to like, everyone will do it, right? It's like the, and, and they'll just like, wait, it's more of a, I'm not out to waste time. Um, of mm. people, I'm out to create the right level of friction, and I think the right level of friction has to be monetary. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so going back, I think before we started talking about revenue, I think we we're talking about go-to-market strategy. Yeah, you yeah. talked a little bit about social and LinkedIn being strong. Other before we dive into that, other other channels that work well for you guys. Are you guys doing anything for ads, paid ads, blog content? Is SEO a huge strategy for you guys? Any other channels that work well for you guys? Yeah, we're uh, SEO is working and, and cranking up. I mean, there's a lot of pain in the areas we talk about. Um, we have tested ads. Given our like revenue model, we can't spend a ton on ads. We've dialed right. in um, paid ads to like three and four dollar CAC. Um, but the problem we're finding with it is, is they're yielding too many people wow. that have personally used, right? So it's, we can acquire people really cheaply, but we're not acquiring the right people. So we're spending a lot of time trying to align those two channels right now. Three to $4 CACs. Where is that? Is that usually on Google or are you uh, advertising yeah, on Google, LinkedIn? Google, Google SEM and, and small on Google display. We've tested Facebook. Um, Facebook was just crap audience, right? Like they, yeah. it was just rent. It was, it was just, I mean, it was just really bad. Um, I still think 
I, you know, it's like viral and, and product led growth are ideal for this versus this stuff. Um, but we've definitely tested, like my co-founder came from Google, spent 14 years there. So we've got a lot of experience in, in that space. So interesting. We've, we've had, we've had over 35 CMOs and CEOs and founders on the show. I don't know what the breakdown is. Actually, I should probably check, but mostly leaders that are touching the ad spend. And I would say Facebook nine times out of 10 or like 9.5 times out of 10 doesn't work for B2B if you're targeting B2B. And what, what, what works is like, um, a few, a few companies came on and said Facebook works. And those, those are like unique products, products that are products that you've never seen before. Like, like, for example, a tongue scraper. We've had, we had a tongue scraper. Yeah. Um, yeah. It works for B2C, but right? not for B2B. Exactly. B2C, but not all B2C though. I would say not all B2C. It, it can't like, yeah. if you're just doing a regular hot sauce, like a hot sauce that you can get anywhere, it's not going to work for you. It has to be something that you haven't seen before. And then you're like, whoa, what is this? And then you go forward. So I, I, what I found is that B2B, uh, I mean, Facebook works for very specific subset of the audience. So it makes sense. Facebook is not strong for you guys. So Google works. What about LinkedIn? Like, have you guys tested LinkedIn? Because that's I, LinkedIn I like ads are like just B two B, right? The ads are too expensive for us versus our current monetization, but we could do it, right? And so then you're competing. Um, you know, we we know what we can pay. We're pretty smart on that, and obviously, like, is we spend a lot of time thinking about our monetization model, and it, our monetization right. model gets better and better and better at scale. Like every month, it gets better. People are like, "Oh, I no gated. Let me go donate." Um, but it's not like where we could put the pedal down for LinkedIn at this point in time. Yeah, well, um, yeah, because because I think I think uh, CPA on LinkedIn, and obviously it changes from industry to industry. It's probably between the ten to twenty dollar range for for a mm-hmm. for a CPA. Um, but uh, it could actually go up in, in to some industries. But uh, have you guys done any testing at all and, and seen what the we've done a little bit? Yeah, looks I like. mean, I think we could probably dial in. We could dial in a little bit more, but we've done some testing, um, but we haven't found it to be done like too much. massive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've done some ads, very minor, very small. Um, you're doing some SEO. But we can dive into that a little bit. Social. Anything else? Any other channels that are worth? worthwhile to mention for you guys you want to know the one i'm working on i think you'll you'll really enjoy it it's it's oh. kind of a little bit out of the box but, uh i'll yes, send it to you afterwards to, so. to hear that. okay so this is like my marketing hat on and i've i've run the obviously okay, marketing a couple companies um unsubscribe is broken it's fundamentally a terrible experience and so but here's mm. the thing those people signed up for your stuff unless you fake out of them. They signed up for your stuff because they were intrigued. And Mm -hmm. just because somebody unsubscribes doesn't mean that they're not still interested, but you're giving them a terrible unbranded unsubscribe experience where you're not learning anything from them. We have Mm -hmm. built a platform. And Simon, if you've seen a newsletter, I'd love to get you using it. We've built a platform where in two minutes, I, you give me a video, I can deliver a customized unsubscribe page for you where it's like, Hey, this is Simon. I'm so sorry. You got this. I, you know, our tent is no. that we love, yeah. you love our podcast. We'd love to have, we'd, I'd love to get your feedback on why you're unsubscribing and learn. Right. And so it may be, I just don't want as much from you or I want it on a different channel. So, um, and 
in exchange, if you give me feedback, I'll donate a buck to your nonprofit. Um, if we do that, uh, so, we so now you're make... spinning it. So now you're spinning it back. So it's the other way around. So in yeah. the beginning, they're paying, they're paying for you, and now you're paying. The... Wow, that's that's powerful. And has that has that feature been launched yet, or? It's it's in beta. I have I've shared it with probably twenty five top marketing teams, right? Like since marketers and rev ops and people like that are our top users. Um, and by the way, anyone listening here, definitely sign up for Gated. Um, we figure we want to focus on people that are targeting marketers. Like if you want to be in beta, we'd love to have you. Um, here's what I've learned is for smaller folks, like unsubscribe is not in their top five things, right? Like, let me f- go, go fix unsubscribe. It doesn't, and that's why we've made it really simple and easy to flip on versus versus like, if you wanted to go do it in mm. HubSpot or Marketo, it's basically impossible um, because I've tried. Mm. Uh, and so um, I've lost, so at the same time, I think I'm always surprised that it is in people's, not in people's top five or 10, right? Because these people of you've that's paid true. to acquire them and they They've done something that said, I'm interested in you. And somehow what you've sent them is not proven valuable. I would want to learn from those people and I would want to leave them with a great branded experience. And so my fundamental, here's the thesis I'm going on, mm-hmm. Simon, which is if I power this and I give it away for, it would be free to people um, that are targeting our target markets. Um, I power your unsubscribe. Those people are actively saying, I don't want email. Those are my target users. Um, and so it's kind of a win, 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 win for everybody. Marketers I don't want to win. spend too much time talking about this because I want to dive into your channels, but this could be very, very interesting. So just some stats on my work email that I've installed yeah, yeah, yeah. on. We get about 40,000 subscribers uh, every single month. Right, forty thousand new you subscribers add, every single month. You add forty thousand subscribers. Yeah, forty thousand new email subscribers every single because it's a job board, right? So we get two hundred thousand uh-huh. yep. visitors on our on, on and they subscribe. They 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 subscribe because they want to get a job and they want the job alerts. So yeah, the churn but the churn rate is really high, right? It's like literally yeah. forty thousand new subscribers, but once they get a job, guess what? I'm piecing, right? I'm getting out. Like I'm not. I don't need job alerts anymore because I've already got a job. So. Subscribe rate is really high, but unsubscribe rate is really high. So I wonder if there's something interesting that can be done there. We we, can, we definitely need to have another conversation about this, but that's, let, that's let, a let's really see cool. on it. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll have a lot of fun with this one. This is at a fundamental yeah, level. So like you should, be able, you should be able to brand yourself and you should be able to learn from these people. And people are not doing that today and unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, this is really cool. I, I'm excited to learn more about that when you when you have maybe maybe like a part two later on in, in the year when you come back on, uh, we will get like some updates on you. We can talk more about that. I want to dive into. It seems like the number one channel for you because I've I've seen your LinkedIn. LinkedIn seems to be a big channel for you guys. Is that where you guys spend most of your time nowadays? In terms of social, yes, we've narrowed it down. Like as we as we. Sh- you know, like everyone else, we did the small riff and we decided to like, we weren't going to do TikTok and Instagram and, and things like that for now. And so yeah. I think we, if you're on LinkedIn and you know about us um, and you probably have a lot of brand love around us, which is exactly what we want to accomplish. Um, now converting those into signups is the next part. And I think that's just, you know, we're tweaking and refining the, the thing. And I think people need to go from, I have a good brand impression of Gated to I have that moment when I need it, right? I have a new job. I am getting, I'm 
you know, I, my email gets out there and I start to get blown up. Uh, and so I think we're spending a lot of time thinking about that. But yeah, LinkedIn's huge. And then I think as personally, I've made a decision. I was always one of those people that like didn't want LinkedIn invites, didn't add more people. And I think mm. I've seen the power mm. of LinkedIn as a thought leadership as well, too. And so I think personally, I've taken that step. And so is Melissa on our team. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on this because LinkedIn two years ago, pre-pandemic, is very di- or two two and a half years ago, is very different from LinkedIn now. I I have this sense, and you're very active on LinkedIn, that LinkedIn obviously very strong for B2B, but now everyone is jumping on this thought leadership bandwagon. Everybody everybody is now, especially 2023. Yeah. I'm, I've seen I've seen a massive increase in like i right now as we're speaking we have i have 180 linkedin requests that i haven't um responded to yet and um and it that number increases all the time and everyone is trying to get attention on linkedin how do you break through the noise like what, so, what have you uh, seen you're gonna, you're gonna have you? me you're gonna have me riff for a while linkedin has fundamentally changed um a value of a linkedin connection is declining every single month, right? Like it used to be you only connected with people you knew. And now like the people with lots of connections are influencers. I have met and talked mm. to people that are making 500 bucks a post to post on LinkedIn. Um, there, the influencer idea is taking over. And so what people have kind of realized is if I get a lot of followers, people will see me as more influential. They will want me to be an advisor to their company. They will want to pay me to post. Absolutely. They will want to leverage my, my, my profile. Right. And so it sucks, right? Cause LinkedIn, like, and so what that means is your DMS are absolutely atrocious, right? People say to me every day, like, Andy, can you build gated for LinkedIn? Unfortunately I can't, yeah. but you know, like, I can't without doing some stuff that will get us busted by LinkedIn. Um, I could if I was willing to play a little bit aggressive, but that would be a bad idea um, because we really see LinkedIn as a long-term partner. Um, So LinkedIn is flawed, right? And it's, and the noise is increasing there. And, but the most, the saddest thing for me is a connection doesn't mean anything, right? If you ping me and are like, Hey Andy, do you know that person? Odds are I won't anymore. Right. Um, Mm, I will tell you a fun tactic we're running is like a growth hack, which is, Every time somebody donates, we clear bit them. And then they, I get a Slack if they have an interesting profile. And then I will send a fun, I have an automation that says, hey, cool to see your donation on Gated. Not to everybody that donates, but like the interesting profiles. And I get, I connect with some really fascinating people off of that, right? I won't mm. name specific names, but some very big influencers are seeing gated and donating. And so like all of a sudden I can get to know them, meet them. And so for me, it's actually become a phenomenal way. I don't accept many inbound, but I send a lot of outbound. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what are you guys doing on LinkedIn aside from, so, so I know you post very, uh, very often uh, or relatively uh, frequently um, aside from uh, what are your thoughts on, on the, the, the tips and tricks to build like a good, kind of thought, thought leadership uh, or like a good I think it's right, right good content. Write good content. And unfortunately, the problem is where do you write that content, right? Like if you write it on Substack, LinkedIn may penalize it. If you write it on LinkedIn, it doesn't get that broad distribution. But if you look at my LinkedIn, I probably yeah. have 30 or 40 articles that are in-depth thought things. So I try to do that. But like I can do one of those a month, maybe at most, right? So yeah. I, I don't have a perfect answer to this thing. I think everyone's trying to figure out the everyone's trying to figure it out yeah here's how i look at it i just want to be there 
I want to be helpful to people in my network that I that I value. And I want to be active and I think it'll benefit me, right? Like, do I post every day? No. Should I? Probably yes, according to the algorithm. But like, I'm according, busy yeah, According to the algorithm. Yeah. 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 No, that, that makes sense. Um, and, what, and what do you th- Like, there's a lot of uh, thoughts on... Um, commu- like, are you, are you, what are your thoughts on community this year, 2023? Is that something that you're... Because uh, I know you're connecting a lot with, with uh, donors. Is there a way to turn that into a community type of thing? So we have not built our own community uh, for Gated. Um, we, we do have a community, um, but it's private and we're not trying to grow it. And I'm happy to talk about the strategy there if you want. Um, a community yeah. was a core tenet of what we run at CultureAmp. I have a, a detailed article on all of my community tactics. I think at the beginning of that article, it talks about like, should I build a community and what are the three or four questions I need to be able to answer? We have not affirmed, right. we have not answered those questions in a way where we believe we ourselves should build a community. Um, I think separately, I'm in 32 Slack communities and but they're all over. Like I look at them in three buckets: the ones I work at, like my yeah. actual work, the ones that are really, really highly curated. You know that I have like less than two hundred people, and every conversation is valuable. And there's three or four of those, and then everything else where I just set my keywords. And if somebody mentions gated or or inbox overload or or you know the some of the concepts that mm-hmm. I deeply care about, like I'll get alerted and I can join those. Like that's how I approach community. I think. There've been a lot of people who tried to build businesses around community and it's hard mm. to run when you do it well, it's magic, but you got to do it holistically. As I said, the best people I ever saw that did it were Gainsight. I learned a ton from them, right? Like if you're posting a, if you're posting a customer success job, you're probably going to post on Gainsight's job board. Um, you're going to be in their orbit. And their whole goal was when you buy CS software, we need to be in that deal. And they succeeded. Um, but that's hard. Mm. I, I think we did it at Culture Amp, and I've got every tactic I ran on mm. my article. Um, but it's you know I think a lot of people are like ah oh, community let's go do it, and they don't really think it through. So I'd say you should be present in community, um, but whether you should build one, you should be a lot more critical about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough to do. I mean, um, it, it's it's one of those things like you know B two B, especially B two B, they talk about community all the time. But you know, when I talk to a lot of leaders, and I'm curious to hear your thought because you're part of a lot of different communities. But where you actually put focus on, you probably only have enough bandwidth, brain brain power to be involved with maybe two communities. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have, I, have, right? I, have, I have two. I have my I have gated work. I have gated private community, and then I have three investment slash CEO level groups that I will be proactive in, and beyond that, I will not be proactive in anything. So, so, so exactly. So you got two internal communities and only one external community that you would actually invest time in. And that is now, a two, two, two to three, two to three external ones that I do. Two to here's three the thing that I found. Yeah. If, if it gets to be more than like, if it's, if it's anybody can join and it's not curated and the, the value of the community just starts to decline. Right. And unless it's like, I need Absolutely. to be in that community to learn that exact thing that at that time, right? So like, you know, Wizards of Ops for RevOps is great if you're deep, deep, deep in that. And I'm, you know, Mar- Mo Pros, Marketing Ops Pros, like I personally invested in love what Rizzo's doing there. But like only when you're doing marketing ops on a day-to-day basis do you need to be in those types of communities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Okay, and then uh, before before we jump out, because um, we, we talked about a lot of different things, a lot of different things, right? But but you guys are you guys uh, just to recap, you know, social LinkedIn strong, SEO blog posts. That's also slowly working for you guys, and you guys are testing a little bit of ads. Those seems to be the three major channels for you. Um, what 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 should we look out for 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 Gated in the next let's say six to six to twelve months? What what are what are some of the big things that are going to be uh, that we should be on the lookout for? In the next six to eight weeks, I would say we will be moving and extending our product beyond email. What that looks like will be coming soon. Uh, Simon, as a user, if you want to give feedback, I can send you a fun feedback. We're thinking deeply about the brand and then that. So that's one. I think um, this unsubscribe is another thing that we're we're working on. And I like um, that one. Yeah, I, I think that one, I'd, I'd love to geek out more with you given how you think about marketing as well too. So those are two that we've got and then we've got two or three more in the hopper. But you know, we're a small company. We still have to, to think through that. Um, another thing we are deeply thinking about is People are passionate about what we're doing. Um, a lot of people ask, can we invest? We're thinking about like opening up a community round where people that mm. love what we're doing can invest in Gated um, and help us kind of accelerate. So that is a that's something that is on my plate and I'm thinking deeply about and uh, maybe coming soon. Okay, sweet. Um, well, I think I think we'll we'll end it off here, but. Uh... I would like to propose one last shot of hot sauce before we jump out. Um, and it. while we're doing that, just want to thank you for, for your time and we'll, we'll have to uh, reconnect. We'll have to reconnect soon for sure to talk about some of the new features. Um, but thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, all your, all your insights with the, with the marketing on Mars crew. Appreciate your Thanks. time. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you want to learn more about marketing, just hit that subscribe button and check out all the other videos we have with CEOs, CMOs, and founders. We post weekly here, so this way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, you can leave me a comment down below on what you think about this episode and also what else I can do or ask to make the show more fun for you. See you later.